You sit down and you do a podcast talking about real estate trends. And we're going to talk about all the things you need to think about before you buy a home here in the Dominican. And that video won't pop and get a million views, but the people who are watching it are the right people. That's where it's like, okay, we're less concerned about pure numbers and reach and more concerned about the right people watching so that while the other brand is not about the Dominican, but about how to quit your job and create your own journey, longer term, that's a much bigger global brand. If you want a book deal, you want speaking gigs, you want brand deals, like that's the play. And you don't even need to rush to make the personal one yet. Make the personal one what? I'm sorry. So I think the personal one, the Jamie Gruber brand, is the... Hey everyone, it's Jamie. This is a special episode, so I wanted to film a special intro for it. Evan Carmichael's a friend. He's a guy that I've been coached by and mentored by. He's a huge YouTuber. He's very well connected. And in this episode, I flew up to Toronto. I sat down with him and I was asking him questions about my brand. So you're going to get a raw, unfiltered view of all the things I'm working on in my brand that I think will relate to many of you as you're building or plan to build your brands. Most, most important is how do I make money off of this? I've done some things that make money, but how do I make money off of the influence that I've created? How do I make money off of the brand? And I wanna do that in such a way that maybe I don't need to ask for anybody to pay me for anything, but can I get sponsorships? Can I get partnerships? Can I get affiliate accounts or whatever to do it? So he dives deep on me, my brand, and coaches me through strategies I can implement, which are very relatable for anyone listening that's thinking about a brand, has a brand, or is scaling a brand. I hope you enjoy, check it out. Drop a comment on YouTube, let me know what you think about it. DM me if you'd like as well, if you're listening on audio, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Thanks for watching. During the Renaissance, Italy was the center, and Florence was the center of Italy. For That's where the Statue of David was, as Michelangelo, all of that was all that happened in Florence. And the wealthy family that was sponsoring all of these artists were the Medici's. So Michelangelo got funded by the Medici's. So all the artists went to the Medici's in Florence to get sponsorship, because that's how you made money. You, like a big family sponsors you, and then you make the Statue of David, right? So if you go around Florence, it's all, it's all the Medici family. Interesting. So he's saying, who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? He's calling out Nike, Google, all these companies. Yeah, yeah. like, sponsor me to right. help me create more. Or do you want to marginalize me until I'm out of my moan? Meaning, like, he's, he was at the pinnacle of, like, his rap career. He's, at, he's, he's white hot, and he's trying to make clothing, and, like, he only has so much focus, and he's losing relevancy. When he's not rapping, he's just making clothing. People don't know him as much. He's not going to be in a white hot moment anymore. Then Sway comes on and says, uh, what does Sway say? He says, why don't you bet on yourself? Why don't you take a few steps back and then that's when Kanye flips out. And he's like, you ain't got the answer, Sway. You ain't got the answer. Like, yelling him. You ain't got the answer, Sway. I've been doing this more than you. Maybe I have seen Sway that. says, doing what? You ain't got the answers. And so it's like telling Kanye to take a few steps back is not what he wanted to hear. Yep. Right? And Sway's like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to understand. Like, I, I put out a clothing line myself, and I haven't risked millions, but it's a few hundred thousand. And Kanye then says, but it ain't Ralph level. I'm talking about Ralph Lauren, Ralph right? Yeah. It ain't Ralph level. What's the name of your clothing brand? Nobody knows. People just raged on Kanye after, of like he's he's so um, like he's yelling at him. It's not, and it's true. Like how we reacted, I'm not a fan of. I think I did see this, but but, yeah. but like it's the thinking behind it yeah. that is for me inspirational. Same, 
right? Same. It's like, here's this guy who went from being you know, a producer to a rapper to winning all these Grammy Awards <clears throat> to now thinking, this is at the beginning of his fashion career, thinking that he could build a fashion empire. He wasn't a billionaire yet. Right. He's on his way up. He's trying to make his first deal. He didn't sign Adidas yet. He didn't do the Yeezys. He hasn't done that thing. But he's trying to make it happen, and he's trying to go through Nike. The belief that he is the greatest artist of the generation and the belief that he deserves to work with the biggest companies in the world, that they should be betting on him, saying that I am Michelangelo, the Medici family, you should bet on me, when he hasn't done it yet, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like it's aspirational. Yeah. And then when, when Sway kind of compares himself to Kanye, he said, well, I put my own clothing line out. The fact that like the disgust in just the levels of thinking, again, I don't think he handled it well, just being very disrespectful, but it was, it, I don't know that he was intentionally being disrespectful, just how he is. Yeah. But, the, but I, I respect the, the, the disrespect. Like, how are you thinking? Your, your clothing line that failed, that you spent $100,000 on, is not even close to thinking what I'm thinking about. Like, how are you even not understanding this giant chasm of a gap that we're talking about here, right? Yeah. And then it ain't Ralph level, right? It's not Ralph Lauren. Nobody knows any of your clothing brand. Not, not to insult the guy, but to say, like, I'm trying to be Ralph Lauren. I'm trying to make a giant impact. Uh, and so I just find, like, he was at the beginning. He doesn't, he, he's, nobody knows him as a fashion guy, and he thinks that he's Ralph Lauren or has the capabilities to be it. And then the fact that he went off and built a billion-dollar empire in shoes, I just find it impressive. I do, too. I don't like how he came across and did it, but the thinking behind it, I'm jealous of. Yeah. So I watched that clip. Um, I was just on a trip to Arizona, and I was bunking with a friend of mine, Mark. Uh, and so every morning, I'd, I'd just, to, just to tease him, like I'd put that on <laughs> every day. Because like, are you thinking in your business like Ralph level? Are you Warhol in what you do? Are you the greatest of all time at the thing that you do, right? And like none of us are thinking that. I don't think that enough. I want that aspirational level. Um, so it's funny to watch him flip out, but most people aren't seeing at least that angle. That's the angle I see out of it. And uh, anyway, welcome I, to the podcast. What are we you. talking about here, Jamie? It's your show. <laughs> it's your show. Uh, we're we're going to combine show. The key to life, it isn't money. It's happiness. And when you measure how happy you are, you actually become even more happy. Our friends at GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, use a very specific tool to measure their happiness. It's called the Life Happiness Index, and you can have it too. Go over to GoBundance.com LHI and take your Life Happiness Index assessment. You'll rate yourself in multiple categories on exactly how happy you are and get a custom output for you specifically that you can use in developing whatever goals you have for your life. GoBundance is the tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people who choose to live epic lives. And the tool GoBundance members use at the base of all of that is the Life Happiness Index. Get out there and grab life big. Three tidbits, I think three, multiple tidbits. One is, did you ever see the Chappelle bit, or Chappelle t discussion on, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, about Kanye coming into, onto the Chappelle show when he was like unknown? No. Oh, you, it's hilarious. He, he says something like, in the same vein, like he, he believed in his greatness before mm -hmm. anyone knew who he was. And I remember Kanye was one of the first musical guests, might have been the first musical guest on Chappelle's show okay. back in like 02, 03, whatever it was. So Chappelle tells the story that this guy, Kanye, that nobody knows, comes in with Common and Questlove and these other well-known artists at the time, and they're playing a, a new Jay-Z record. And on the Jay-Z record, 
he says something about Kanye in a, in a complimentary way. Jay-Z does. And so Kanye just all of a sudden goes, stop the record and rewind that. And, and Dave Chappelle's amazing. Like, everyone's like, who's this guy? What is he talking about? He made him say something else. And then after that, he goes, he takes his phone call. And um, he said, at the time, we were watching like the Rick James skit before it was released. And Kanye goes to whoever he's talking to, no, I, I can't. I'm at the Chappelle show uh, watching stuff that hasn't been released yet. And then he pauses and he goes, because my life is dope and I do dope and hangs up the phone, and everybody's like, oh. but they like, Kanye was born, right? Like, that was the beginning of it. But that's, he always thought big mm -hmm. about himself. Mm -hmm. That was one little tidbit. The second thing is on the, on the sponsorship thing, like that whole idea of I'm going to pay an artist to create, mm -hmm. I didn't know that existed until, so a business partner of mine is a writer for Family Guy, been a writer for Family Guy for 20, 23 years, original writer, right? It's been there forever, ran the show for a while. He's in real estate as well, and that's where we partnered up. But I went to Seth MacFarlane's birthday party in well, last year, whenever the heck it was. And he's explaining like MacFarlane's world. Like, so Fox or somebody paid him like, call it a half a billion, $250 million, simply for like three years, anything you think of, you just, it comes through us kind of thing. That's it. If you think of nothing, okay, we spent $250 million on you. If you think of some stuff that's great, then cool, then we'll take it. So the Orville came out of that and some other projects. But that idea that your artistry can be so in incredible, like David with the, what was the family? Med 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 Medici. Yeah, yeah. Med Medici? Med Medici. Yeah, Cos Cosimo de Medici. De Medici that, is the, the, main, the name, yeah. To think of like sponsorship for your art, for whatever you haven't created, like just create something I'm willing to spend, blows my mind. So that's interesting with Kanye. I think those are the only tidbits. I said three, but I don't remember the third one. Do you have the answers? Uh, hopefully, I don't know. We'll see what kind of questions you have. We got, we, we got to come <laughs> up with a, a nickname for you. Like, not Sway, but something that fits you better. I don't know. So people give Sway a lot of credit for how he handled it, because he didn't flip out on the way back, right? And, and it's true. Like, he did a good job. But he also wasn't listening. Because he asked Kanye earlier in the interview, like, why do you need them? Why do you need the Nike? Because he was going on about Nike. Why do you need Nike? He's like, I don't have the distribution. Kanye mm. said, I don't have the distribution. Like, I can't reach the people. I might be there. I might be the biggest voice because of what I can do in, in music, but I don't have the factories. I don't have the distribution. I can't get this thing out. Right. So and I can't just yeah. build it myself. So he told him that, but he wasn't listening. So then he asked the same question basically again later on, and then Kanye flips out. He's like, you don't, you don't have the answers. Yeah. You want to dive into some brand stuff? Yeah, yeah. How can I help? Let's go. It's a good segue. So what are, what are you going to be Kanye at? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. Podcasting would be my easy answer if I were to just give you a very quick answer. Like this? This is podcasting? This is podcasting. Yeah. I enjoy this. I love this medium. I love doing my podcast soon. Second podcast is going to be releasing, which is everything I want to do. So if you were to ask me, quick story, I think you know this, but for the audience, you know, had a big job in the States, big insurance company, a few hundred grand a year, equity, the whole nine, set it down a couple of years ago, wife and kids at home, no second income, um, and went out to be a brand. Have a few different businesses associated with being a brand, and then we moved to the Dominican Republic, which is where we live today in, in Punta Cana, living a really cool life down there. So really neat story, right? Great headlines. Living a cool life, doing cool things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My life is dope, because <laughs> I do dope, exactly. But I don't know how to go from A to B. And so what I've worked on recently is with Bo, uh, one of the guys that you work with, is building my Instagram. So I've been really heavily focused on Instagram. And the idea was, you know, that story is the value proposition to others. How do you do that? I'm miserable in a cube in Ohio. I want to move to the Caribbean. I want to quit this job. And I make 200 grand, 300 grand, 100 grand, 50 grand, whatever it is. So my brand has been built around that. 
And it's getting even more traction with specifically Dominican Americans who want to make that move down to, the, to, to, to DR. And it's blown up. I went from 8,000 followers to 50,000 followers in about two months and very highly engaged. Mm -hmm. Thousands of shares per post, all of that stuff. It's not just, not just views, lots of DMs. I have 50 right now that came in in the last hour. It's amazing and I enjoy that. I enjoy the community aspect. So the next step is monetization. And what I, I already have the community. You've, you've attended an event of ours with, with GoBundance Emerge. Mm -hmm. So I have the community. That's an easy monetization play. That's a different community, though. It's a different community. There's, there's, re relative, there's a relative content structure there in that we do talk about and help people grow from wherever they are to wherever they want to go, right? Whether that's entrepreneurship or better health or yep. whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of the attention converting to income by in, in the form of sponsorships, ads, that mm -hmm. sort of thing on a podcast. So. I want to figure out how to take this attention and monetize it without having to sell somebody something necessarily. Sure. Okay. Does that make sense? Why podcast as an execution? I'll do a long, short answer. 16 years old, I wanted to be an NFL broadcaster. That was my objective. I was all about it. Didn't want to go through the motions of it. I learned as I went into college, though. Didn't want to go work in Iowa on the classical radio station to build my way up. But the thing I loved about uh, the thing I wanted to do, the reason I wanted to be an NFL broadcaster, I learned in my 30s and 40s as I unpacked my life, was I love storytelling. I love the ability to use communication. That's all I got. I'm short, I'm bald, I have no pigment, but I can communicate really, really well. I was gifted with it. So I want to be able to use that medium, which is why NFL broadcast, like, let me tell you the story I'm seeing on the field, was so appealing. So as I got into my job, and I'm 17, 18 years into this career, and I'm miserable and trying to find a way out, I found podcasting, and it was the same idea. Like, wow, I get to tell somebody's story through me, explore my curiosity. So why is it just, it's the medium right now, there may be others that come out in the future, who knows, that allows me to best express what I believe is my gift and my purpose. That too deep an answer? No, 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 no. <laughs> I love, I love, I'm, I'm sure you can go even deeper. Here, so here's what's going through my mind. You've blown up on Instagram. I have. The content itself is not podcasting, deep knowledge. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, there's, there's some education, there's yep. commentary on news, yep. and there's just some funny skits, a sure. lot of funny skits of like, what's it like? And insert whatever in, in Dominican Republic. So you have a different audience. Like you have people who are there for a laugh, and you have people who are saying, that's so true, ha, ha, ha. Like that's what I see all the time too. And then you have people who, who want to, move to Dominican So they learn like, hey, or, here's how you ship a car. Here's right. how taxes the work. The more tactical stuff, stuff on there. Correct, there. yep. A lot of people who come from like a, a skit or fun background struggle moving to podcasting. It's a different audience. It's more serious. And you can still have fun in a podcast, but it's not the skits. It's not as, it's yep. not as fun. Agreed. It's harder to be able to, especially if you're telling somebody else's story. Like you could do a, a podcast sitting down and doing people who are from the DR. I get it though. It's a, it's a reach. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's like almost a separate business model. I'm thinking now you have this traction already built in with the Instagram account and talking about DR stories. How do we turn that into something? I mean, maybe that's not the priority. Maybe that's not what you want to do. No, no, no. That is it. So yeah, my 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 content is a balance of here's a Bo taught me this. Like talk about how I, not how. Here's what you should do. But this is what I did, right? So how did we? How did we rent our house out in the U.S. so that we can move abroad? Like, what service did we use? Okay, what, what do you say is the percentage of content between, like, how-to educational versus skits funny? 70-30 educational. The skits are like a throw-in. I do them every so often, but they get the most reach. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So, like, what's actually generating the views for your channel or for your... 
Because that's all I see. Like, I, I follow you. Yep, and those pop up. I don't care about the DR apart from you. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the DR people watching, you know, on your channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, though. I thought you were just doing skits. I'm not consuming your stuff, but I, I knew the news one you did, the green screen one popped. Yep, a few but of those have. the only ones that I see are the, are the funny ones. And so if you're building an audience, like if those are the ones that are popping, even though it's 70, 30 by volume, if the 30 ones are the ones popping, your audience is coming in. They're popping more. So to give you an idea on numbers, right? So yeah. if I, a, a regular educational one, I probably get 50 to 80,000 views and 1,000 shares, let's say, with hundreds of comments or maybe even thousands of comments and interactions on those. Some of the funny ones, to your point, they'll get, like one of them got like 700,000 views with thousands of shares and so on and so forth. Yeah. But the, take out the two, take out that outlier, the rest are probably 20% more. They probably get about 20% more reach. But the outliers are the ones that really grow the channel. Yeah. Uh, same for YouTube, same got for it. anything. It's like the one that hit, you know, 700,000, that's reaching new people. Yeah. Even if the other ones are only doing 20, 30% more, that's still 20, 30% more. Yeah. But that's only on how, like 20,000 views. How much are happening on those ones? On the education ones? Yeah. 30 to 60. 30 to 60 versus, yeah. so it's like the challenge is the 30 to 60, you're gonna get a lot of repeat people coming back. Yep. So it's not 30, 60 new. Yeah, yeah true. The 700, there's a lot of new. The other one that got a big reach was a, the news, a newsworthy one. They got what, like 1.2 or 1.3 million views. You're getting a lot of new. That was right. That was about a train that's coming in and right. you know, kind so, of the status of that, but yeah. And I think I saw that one. Yep. So all of the, you know, the ones that are the major outliers, you, you, those are the ones generally, like go and look at your account and see how many new followers you got because of that. It's yep. like a lot, Disp way disproportionate. Yeah. So you can't factor those out, right? Because um, the other ones are hitting your core audience, which is great, we yep. want that. The question then becomes, how do you best monetize that in a way that's fun for you and also generates you know, good income? The easiest thing that comes to mind is not teaching people how to live like a laptop lifestyle or initially when we talked on your last show, it was like, how do I get out of, teaching people how to get out of their job into their own business, Yep. right? And that's, that is a passion thing for you. Right? I know I've seen you help people. I know that's like a huge soft spot in your heart for helping people quit 100%. their crappy jobs and get into something good. Yep. You did that with your business. You haven't done that with this account. True. Like you can't leave anything you're doing. You're, you're getting growth from the account, but you're not making money from the account. Right. So you can't teach people how to do the same thing you're doing. You can teach them how to grow, but you can't teach them how to turn that into something that they can build money off of. Mm -hmm. So that becomes the next challenge. It's like, okay, how do we then translate growth on a, on a platform into money so that you're making money, but then you can also, if you want, choose to teach people how to do the same thing as well. The easiest thing that comes to mind are not the ones who are laughing, ha, 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 but the DMs. So let's talk about the DMs. What are the top three things people are asking you in the DMs? Advice. Uh, how do I get a job that allows me to move overseas? Okay. Uh, that's a big one, right? Overseas like, or to the Dominican? To, well, mostly DR, but okay. yeah. Overseas, but mostly DR. Let's just go DR. Yeah. How do I get a job there? Because, you know, mm -hmm. wage earners there don't make a lot. Mm -hmm. And the people that I know that live like I do in DR, they're making US dollars or Canadian dollars in DR, like okay. you're making it remotely, right? Like okay. I do with so my other businesses. How do I get a job? So how do I get employed? How do I make money? Right, that's one. Okay. It's a lot of real estate questions, because I do a lot of stuff on you know, kind of the market and real estate and what I see. So okay. there's questions about like, real estate. How do I buy a house? Buy order, a house, find a management buy. company. Is Airbnb a good medium down there? That sort okay. of thing. Yeah, different real estate related questions. Okay. 
Third one is, what do you do to make money? That's probably the biggest one. Like, how okay. are you making money? Maybe that goes with the first one, but. No, no, that's fine. So the third one, the third one is not as helpful yet because you need scale to do that. Because if somebody doesn't have money, it's hard to build a business. You need big scale to make money off of people who don't have money, right? Yep. So free content, advertising, sponsorship, et cetera. The first one, potentially, can you, can you help people get high paying jobs in the, in the DR? In the DR, no. Okay, so that one's then not. Yeah. Good fit. I could teach them how to get remote type work that they can then move to DR with, but not, not okay. in DR. So your biggest short-term opportunity, and even for the next, like long-term, is real estate. Helping facilitate the move to the DR. And partnering with all the people around real estate, so you take a cut for making introductions. Not necessarily you getting your own brokerage set up, although no. that, that might be a thing, but you, I don't know what the laws are in the DR. And There's, you don't need licensing or anything like that. Yeah. So to, to partner, to create Jamie-trusted uh, people. That's the question, man. Like, is there, I, I just did, a, I did two posts, one last night with news like of the cycle of, of real estate, and then this morning it just perfectly, I said, here's where I wouldn't invest, here's where I would invest, and that's blowing up. People are, I, I, that's where my DMs are blowing up. Yes. But they're asking, do you know about this project? Do you know about that project? And I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's fine. So to know those people would be and, and serving. You, and not you being the real estate expert. No. Co top level commentary, but to have Jamie approved people. Yeah. That if I'm gonna move to the DR, I'm gonna talk to your people. Yep. And they're, they're knowledgeable, they're the experts. Maybe you bring them on every now and then for a, a, a topic. That might be a podcast. Yeah. But you're taking a cut of introductions that you make or, in, or a cut of their entire business. They're gonna be knowledgeable, they're gonna be ethical, they're gonna treat people the way that they're representing your brand well. I mean, having worked with you, you're, you're ethical, you're caring, you stay back, you answer all questions, like you genuinely want people to win, um, which is rare in the business world and rare in real estate. You yeah. know, it's just so transactional. The great thing is those people usually are not great at marketing. No, they're not. So the I, people who are really knowledgeable yeah. and who actually genuinely care about service and helping usually are crappy marketers. Yep. So you're going to do the marketing for them. You're, you're fulfilling their, their time, their deals, et cetera, and you take a cut of anything that you bring in or potentially their whole thing, mm -hmm. a cut of their whole business, yeah. and however that works out. So you that. take 25% of everything that comes in. Not the, like, how much they make. What do they make out of a deal? You're taking 25% of whatever they make out of the deal, and yep. you're going to keep passing people through. That's step one. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's moving to the DR or seriously considering moving to DR, We're buying hey, a I've got you covered. Right. Yeah. Buying, uh, yeah, sure, buying property, uh, setting up Airbnb, whatever. Mm -hmm. I've got you covered. You're going to talk to whoever your, your one guy is, mm -hmm. two guys are three. It's what, I mean, that's what Bo does for me, right? Yeah, yeah. I partner with Bo. We do a revenue share in the business, and I help introduce him to people. Brilliant. You came in and say, Bo is great. If you came in and say, like, Bo, man, that guy is like, I'd have a serious talk with Bo, like he's representing my brand. Right. But I have zero concerns with introducing Bo to people because he, he deeply cares about people's success and his clients. Mm -hmm. So people don't want to leave him. So I'm not, I have no issues with referring people off to Bo. And I talk to Bo once a week, and we go over clients and growing the business. So same thing, how do you do that in the real estate world of helping people, whatever the commission structure is, fee structure is, typically. Yeah, the discussion I've had recently is like 20% of the commission would come to me if I were to partner with a realtor, for, for, for instance. Like, hey, I'm gonna refer everybody to you. Yeah. There's one guy that I do trust, he's a friend, our families are friendly, our kids go to school together. 
So yeah, 20% of that commission would be, would be mine. Okay, so how do we get to 25? Because you're bringing in- For volume, right? You're yeah. bringing in volume, but also like Americans. We're, we're, you're bringing in people with money. Yeah. We're not just selling local stuff. Like yeah. you're bringing in higher net worth people who then become ongoing. If we're buying rental properties, it's not just one. We want to have, let's start selling apartments. Let's yeah. start selling bigger deals, right? Then you get 25% of the commission. Because they spend zero. Yeah, no. They're I spending zero on ads, zero on marketing, zero on flyers, zero on, right? Yep. Like that's 25%. That's worth 25%. I get it. No, 100%. Yeah. Right? This is your, back to Kanye, belief that you're bringing that value, which you are. Like you, you doing all that work is worth more than, it's worth more than 25%. No, I know. The belief isn't there that I bring value. To the, it's the receptiveness. It's the ability to be a good receiver that always blocks me at that point, you know? Like the, the um, yes, I, I get it. Like I could, I could fill up your bucket, Realtor X, with a bunch of referrals of people that are serious, are looking to buy, they're desperate. Okay, so you already had the conversation. Done. I just say, yeah. I need 25%. I, this is actually worth more. I need 25%. Yeah. And if I don't bring you people, then there's no, there's no, no harm, no foul. Right. Yeah. I'm going to bring you targeted people. Yep. All right. So that's the starting point. That's starting. Now yeah. we're set to make money, right? So like how much is... Do you have a sense of how much a commission is on some of these properties? I think it's the same structure. Say 6% of a property that goes for 300 grand. Okay, so, so like how many deals grand. can we pass through? Like, but this should be a six-figure business to you. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quickly. Quickly. Without even really trying to do no, much of anything else. Like that's, you, that's the one, like it's sitting in a, in a, it's a it, there's a funnel there, right? Like I can open that funnel up, flood it through, yeah. and, and absolutely there's, there's a business. So like that, that and then whether you want to stay with all the other, other projects you're doing or commit more time to doing this, like you already have DMs right now that you can say, just talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. Like what's, oh, well, we won't say his name. Just talk to this guy yeah. and he'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. That's immediate six figures in 2024 for you. Yeah, okay. Continued focus on real estate then allows you to, that could be a seven figure business to you. And then you bring on a couple agents because you're going to fill up a pipeline. Your marketing is going to do more than one agent can handle. Mm -hmm. So unless he's got multiple agents with him, right? So that's your seven-figure business. Okay. Maybe you hit seven figures next year. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. If you focus on it. With belief and focus, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like if you, you may not hit total seven figures, but you could be on the path for six figures a month, which mm -hmm. then becomes a seven-figure business. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, and then into the next year, for sure, seven-figure business. From there, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. Right, right. You know, like how much, how much do you need? No, to make, right? I mean, even now, I mean, with the businesses that I do have, I, I do well. I really do. I was actually calculating last night, like a couple hundred grand from this, a couple hundred grand from that, right? Like all these different things, they add up um, for sure. So, right, but like they may not scale as hard because they need you to be there. Uh, it's, it's requiring more time. Pumping, energy, and, and you like it too. You don't hate the things you're no, doing. No, no, no. But, so, but now yeah. you get, if you're making seven figures a year doing this, you, get, you have options. Do you want to still keep this thing? Do you want to cut that thing do you want to join a mastermind to learn more do you want it like you, you you get to pick right yeah when you're not a billionaire but you're making seven figures american living in the dr you might as well be right doing i mean well doing well you're doing really well yeah but the, from there you get to pick yeah. do you go all in on real estate and build that to an eight-figure real estate business do you look at the services around real estate do you get it do you do the same deal with mortgage guys mm -hmm. why not who are your mortgage guys yeah i don't have it yeah. Well, not yet. Take a cut on the mortgage, mm -hmm. right? They need a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Where's the mortgage going to come from? Are they getting a mortgage from their bank in New York? Or do they need to get a mortgage locally? Yeah. 
I don't know. What are the laws? It's there. In, in locally? In DR, yeah. So how do they do that? They have no idea. Yeah. Take a cut. Mm -hmm. Here's our team. How about, the, how about the lawyer? Who's signing out the contracts? Yeah, that's a great point. You build this, uh, yeah, like, you know, let me plug you in. Here's the, everything you need right around you, all in one spot. All recommended yep. by Jamie. So I built a house when I was, uh, after I sold my business and whatever, built a house from scratch. And Mike Holmes, do you guys know Mike Holmes? No. Mike Holmes is like a Canadian, uh, he's, he's a Canadian, he was a Canadian TV guy. I think he's still around, but he was really frustrated with how the trades were ripping people off. And homeowners don't know the difference because mm -hmm. they're like, I don't know, my light is broken. Oh, that's $8,000. Okay. Like they don't know. Yeah. And also building things like bare minimum to code or under code where it's like you should be doing, like you should be proud of your work. So he built his brand around that. So when we built the home, he had a company where it's all his, his recommended people. He doesn't do anything. You never meet Mike Holmes. But it's run through his company. You meet a project manager through his company. And then all of the subs are people that he recommends. So you're taking the Mike Holmes name uh, and brand. It's the same thing with you. You don't have to meet them and do everything. It's just... It's the Jamie Gruber brand people that use, I say, go use this lawyer. What do I know? I'm living in Toronto. How, how do I know which lawyer to pick? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to get ripped off. So I'd even pay a premium to go with your guy. And I'm happy knowing that you're going to get paid mm -hmm. part of it because mm -hmm. it's your guy. And I'm not going to get screwed because if I have a problem, I'm going to talk to Jamie. Mm -hmm. So you take a cut of all of these businesses. So just within mortgage, real estate, and um, the legal side, you have, you have your eight-figure business, making recommendations and referrals, provided you keep up on the marketing of creating content and getting interest and hitting DMs and all this stuff. Sure, right? sure. Where do you go beyond that? Well, what else do people need when they come? You know, are they coming because they have their own business? Are they coming because they need property manage, managers for Airbnb? Management they need to, yeah. I've got a management company. Yeah, yeah. Like all of these things, you're doing it done for you. Do they need help with the listings to put it up on Airbnb? You could help with that. Yeah. Right? Like it's, all, it's all still within our world. We could go big here because there's really no MLS uh, centralized real estate system in the country. So it's like, where do I go to look at all the listings? Like broker to broker to broker to broker, right? Like, so to have something centralized is uh, a you technology have, solution. You have the best buyers. You have people coming from America with bigger budgets. Yep. You have the best buyers. Yeah. And maybe that's enough. You know, the next step up would be okay, where are they all going to work? If they're all, if you've got a bunch of entrepreneurs coming. Do you create an incubator? Mm. You know, instead of now just taking a cut of these businesses, do you create your own startups and have equity in the whole company? What else do they need? Mm. It's like, and then now you're, you're a venture capitalist. Do I stay focused in on Instagram then for all of this? I was going to expand to YouTube. I would put whatever you do on Instagram on YouTube shorts for sure. Well, I do that. But as far as, as, far as building longer form content on YouTube. The long form is education yeah educational and uh for a lot of people a different audience like it's a percentage of your phone is blowing up with 50 dms or whatever but it's still a percentage a small percentage of how many people are looking at your content yeah. if you're getting 80,000 views a day or 100,000 views a day all in or whatever you're getting and you're getting 50 dms that's a tiny percentage it's a lot to handle no no, no. but it's yeah. kind of, it's more in a day i meant like in the last hour about 50 came in but yeah a few sure. hundred but still uh, so it's, a, it's yep. a percentage of your total numbers yep. right so it's fine, like, and that's what you want. you want. You want to guide people to free resources where you can make videos. And then for the people who actually want to, who are more serious about it, like how do I get a job in a DR? That's a video, because you can't help them do that. Right. Can, can you get me a high paying job? Nope, no I can't. 
the whole, like, can I move there and get a job back in America? And maybe, but those are not going to be ideal clients for you to work with. So for those people, you make free content and you guide people towards it. And you could do longer form content. And you could be talking head, educational, make 10 minute plus videos, the same topics you're doing on Instagram, but just longer form. Yep. You could do long form podcasts. If you wanted to help you grow your business, you do it with the people who you are partnering with. So you're going to partner with Sally or I don't know who, whatever Spanish name Sally. She's going to be the person you're investing into and she's the real estate expert. Then you sit down and you do a podcast talking about real estate trends. And you're asking her questions. Like, I love Sally because she is, she's my go-to person for all things real estate here in the Dominican Republic. And she's also ethical, and she works with expats and all this stuff. And I love her, and she represents the brand. And we're going to talk about all the things that you need to think about before you buy a home here in the Dominican. And that video won't pop and get a million views, but the people who are watching it are the right people. Yeah, sure. And leads to sales. Yep. Leads to people calling her because of what you created. Yep. So that's where it's like, okay, we're less concerned about pure numbers and reach and more concerned about the right people watching so that you are making money from it. Okay. At some point in all of this, you need to figure out the whole quit your job and do your own thing, passion that you have to help people will need to be birthed. You know, that will need to come out. Bo and I are working on that now. So we're launching a, a, a audio-only podcast in January on that called Holy Quit. Great name. Um, case studies of people that have done, uh, you know, made the leap, tactical tips, that kind so of I thing. So I wouldn't do anything audio-only. You do video, too. Of yeah. course. You're, making, yeah. you're spending time doing it anyway. Make a video. Yeah. Why would you not make a video? Only because I have the other video podcast. and we're, It feels like a bandwidth thing at a certain point, but yeah. What's the bandwidth thing? It's still you making content. It's just video optimization, YouTube thumbnails, all that stuff feels like a lot more work than just, hey, here's an audio version. So the idea is... Well, then don't, do, don't put in that work. Like, don't optimize it. Yeah. Because the work is you sitting down and making the content. So even if you throw up unoptimized content, it's still probably going to be the best stuff about how to move to the DR on YouTube mm -hmm. that will still generate leads for you more than an audio-only podcast. Fair enough. Okay. And then you can always go back and add a thumbnail and add better titles and optimize it later. Mm, that's a good point. Okay. So I think you've got these two brands. And the first one is the one that makes you a ton of money. And you have your, however much you want to, you want to it's like a seven, you might not want to build an eight-figure business. You know, like. My current businesses or whatever run on me being actively involved, running, you know, meetings the whole night. Um, yeah. if, I, if I sunset that and this becomes the replacement income, and I don't have to do this stuff anymore, as an example, or if yeah. I want to systematize my way out and let those run and yeah. take less, that's fine. I've got literally a, hey, you're a good connector, and you make money simply by being a good connector. Uh, and a good marketer, creating content. content. Correct. Yep. So that makes sense. That's a, whatever you said. I can go to seven figures, eight figures, whatever it is. Wherever you want to I stop. I can drive that to wherever I want it to go. Yeah. And, um, okay. While the other but, brand is not about, not about the Dominican, but about how to quit your job and create your own, and whether that's you teaching, whether that's you interviewing people. Or both, yeah. Or both, whatever. And, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to pay you anything yet. Like, longer term, that's a much bigger global brand. 
right? Like how many people in the world want to move to Dominican? That's a, right. no. that's a piece of a piece it's of a, a niche, piece, right? right. Yeah. How many people want to quit their job and do their own thing? Like everybody, yeah. right? So longer term, it's a much bigger brand, much bigger opportunity. If you want a book deal, you want speaking gigs, you want brand deals, like that's the play. Yeah. That's the million plus subscribers that we're going after. Yeah. But it's a journey to get there. When you say other brands, so am I separating these completely? So I've got my Instagram account, which is me, yeah. the Jamie Gruber, and then I build a YouTube channel, which is my current YouTube channel, Jamie Gruber, right? And I'm just talking about that move and building trust and, and, and um, affinity with that brand about, hey, those of you that wanna live in paradise, live down here in DR or have a vacation property or whatever, there it is. But this other stuff, is it a separate YouTube channel, a separate Instagram? Yeah, they're it's, both different. Uh, and you don't even need to rush to make the personal one yet. Like the personal one what? I'm sorry. So I think the personal one, the Jamie Gruber brand, is the Holy Quit. Got it. Holy Quit is a show within the Jamie Gruber brand. Yep. That's the podcast. That's the interview this or whatever. This is where I struggle, is, is like the synergy of it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so Holy Quit lives under Jamie Gruber. What it, is Jamie Gruber, though? Jamie Gruber is its own YouTube channel, its own website. What's on it? Tribe listeners, I have an extremely exciting announcement for all of you. Do you want to come hang out with Cody Sanchez, David Osborne, David Green, Rich Roll, and even yours truly down in Austin, Texas? Well, let's do it. May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd for the first time ever. GoBundance, the exclusive millionaire membership group, is opening up an event to anyone, man, woman, millionaire or not, and we're calling it the Austin Entrepreneurial Summit. At the AES, you'll meet all those people I mentioned, plus GoBundance members on both the men's and women's side, and I'll be there hanging out the entire time. Every event I've ever attended for GoBundance has given me a disproportionate return on the money spent and the time spent to get there. And this is the biggest one that GoBundance has ever done. So if you're a member, not a member, and you're looking to supercharge the second part of your year 2024, this event in May is a great way to get that all kickstarted. Go to GoBundance.com slash AES right now for early bird pricing for members and guests. And warning, the power of GoBundance events is that it holds you accountable long after you're gone to achieving whatever goals you've set. So this event will change your life. GoBundance.com slash AES. I'll see you there. Let's get back to the show. How to quit your job. So on, my, on the Jamie Gruber YouTube channel, mm -hmm. how to quit your job. It's all about how to quit your job and start your own business. Okay. That's your, that's your deep passion. That is a Jamie Gruber brand. Got it. Holy Quit is a show under the Jamie Gruber brand. Okay. There will be other shows. Yep. Long form, short form. I have tribe of millionaires. I have, you know, like these other shows, right? Yeah. All under, like the whole point of the Jimmy Gruber brand is I'm, I'm the guy to help you if you're passionate about something and you want to quit your job and take a chance. Like I want to, I'm that guy. That's Jamie Gruber. Yep. You don't have to worry about building that guy yet. I mean, you kind of are that guy behind the scenes for a lot of people. Just one-on-one, -on -one, small events, talking to people. You've helped countless people mm -hmm. with advice and they've seen real results, right? Sure. Yep. But, but globally or across America or whatever, like, they don't know you yet, right? You don't have to be in a rush to build that brand. That's your forever thing. Dominican Republic brand doesn't even have to necessarily be your name. Like it's whatever you said, move to paradise. You're the, you're the move to paradise guy, which isn't under Jamie Gruber. It's you're the move to paradise guy. Or so just rebrand the Instagram? Yeah, and it doesn't have to happen right now. No, right. But yeah. Jamie Gruber, the man, is this bigger play, bigger branding play. The bigger financial play, especially short term, is Dominican. So you're the, you're the move the paradise guy, you're the move the Dominican guy. 
All right, just getting tactical. So I've got this channel or this, this uh, uh, Instagram account with 50,000 uh, followers. That is me. Mm -hmm. At some point, whenever that is, that becomes, you know, paradise guy. Yeah. And I leave that. Yeah, it becomes moved to the DR. So all of the platforms that, that go forward for Jamie Gruber are brand new from the start. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. That's why I want to make sure I'm, I was hearing that right. So, so leave this effort over here, this Dominican effort. Leave that all there. That's, that's, that's the audience that found me. That's the audience I'm serving there. Yep. Leave it there. Build it there. Build a YouTube with it. Yep. So, right? Yep. Um, and I've got all of that to provide value and the monetization plan with that without having to take a dollar from anybody to sell something to them is let me connect you to my, my trusted advisor group of everything you need to buy property here. Yep. Because it's all about the real estate. I could do educational content on the real estate. I could do tours of real estate. I yep. could do all of that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Here's what's important. And you need somebody to buy and to... And to manage. To manage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Full service, full stack, everything is done under that. Yep. So I figure out the right timing for pivoting that, that, uh, the brand over to that. Picture me with a palm tree coming out of my head or whatever. Yeah, I, it could be more fun. <laughs> but like now it's very clear you are the move to Dominican guy. I get the most questions around that for sure. Yeah, well, because that, that's what your content's about. Yeah. That's the rush, not necessarily in terms of the branding redo, but in terms of the focused effort on monetization. So then the second podcast on the quit side, the Jamie Gruber core brand or whatever, am I getting too far ahead of my skis in launching that? If you have extra bandwidth, if you have extra time, if it's fun, if it's like burning a hole in your soul, then go do it. Okay, but it kind of is. It's not even close on the size of opportunity. It's not, if you're only looking at it Instant, strategically. Immediate opportunity, you mean? Yes. Right. Even longer term opportunity. Because you doing that show while you're also running these other businesses, while you're also doing, like, you need to make money inside this business ASAP mm. to get out of these other businesses to then hire a team to help you scale this so then you can scale team on the other side. Mm. So you doing everything like in these little bits means nothing gets done well. True. Where if you can maximize and do well the thing that makes you money, then you hire a team to help you do everything else. Mm -hmm. So your ability to make holy quit pop is negligible right now. It's you fumbling around, doing audio only. I don't know why either, because I have a production company and we are, we're very profitable, and that profit can be turned into the team members. We have three or four people on the team. Team members needed for us to, for us to create the entirety of, like, to your point, that's one thing I give myself credit for. In the last year, the businesses that I have, I've gotten out of back-end operations on. So I'm, I'm only face, I'm only forward-facing, which is what I'm good at and what I enjoy. So they're kind of there. The, the, the business sustains uh, staff, chief operating person, chief systems person, you know, an administrative staff and all that stuff to run all the stuff day to day. So I just have to show up, which is kind of cool. Like just be a face, be present, be all of that. So now it's, yeah, to your point, it's get, this, get these relationships down because that's going to take some work to vet the people, the right people to really make that, you know, like it's not. It's it all opportunity cost. Yeah. So doing that show, again, unless it's burning, I wouldn't even treat it as this is not a business opportunity. This is your charity. Yeah. This is like you want to go see. The holy your... quit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's charity work. It fills a different bucket because if you look at it from a business perspective, they're not even close to being equal. Right. So that if this is taking time away from you building the real estate thing, it's not a it's not a smart move. Build the real estate thing. Got it. Go build the relationships. You have people DMing you already who can line up for deals. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You'll make dollars right away. You've already done the hardest work, which is building the audience. Yeah. 
Go make your seven-figure business off of that. And then hire a team and quit the other things and do whatever you want with Holy Quit or the whole Jamie Gruber brand. Mm -hmm. Got it. Easy enough. I always talk about having a long-term vision, five-year vision, whatever that might be, and then working your way back to today's goals to achieve that vision. Am I thinking too far out in that kind of model? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I've become less a fan of five-year goals or 10-year goals because, you know, how old are you now? 45. 45, because I'm 43. So 45. So Jamie at 35. What degree of accuracy do you think you're predicting where, <laughs> where you are now? Zero. What, what were you doing at 35? Yeah, I was an executive with an insurance company. Yeah. Now you're, even, even two years ago, yeah. could you imagine that you're going all in on DR content and building that? I wouldn't think I flew from Punta Cana to Toronto to hang out with a, a, a huge YouTuber. If you couldn't imagine being here, what makes you think that you know where you're going to be at 55? Yeah, that's fair. You have no idea. But do you have to establish that North Star? Well, that's not a North Star. A 10-year goal is not a North Star. Okay. Your North Star is your mission. The mission is to help people get out of their jobs. Because from knowing you, from all of our interactions, that is the most consistent thing that is always I always call up. it my mission. I always say to inspire and motivate others to live their best life, which, yeah. But even within their best life, like it's specifically around you love helping new entrepreneurs get started, yep. get off the ground, believe in themselves. Not go from seven figures to eight figures, but like get their first six yeah, figures. Yeah. Yeah, Quit your course. job, right? That's yep. like your heart is there. 100%. That will never change. And so the technology might change, YouTube and then VR or AR or hologram or whatever, but you're going to be 120 years old in some old age home <laughs> beaming into people's living rooms telling them to go for it. <laughs> you're only 90. That's the North Star, right? Yeah, you're just getting started. Just getting 90. Started. You're Come only on. 90. You can you're do young this. and I'm 120 still doing this. Right, you right, teeth right. fall out. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> exactly. So that's the North Star. But the how will change constantly. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with having a five-year goal or 10-year goal. Just expect that if you're actually growing, a year or two in, you need, to, you need to jump to go do something else. Well, that's what this is. And that's what's interesting about this whole, this whole experience. So Bo and I are coaching on this. He's coaching me mm -hmm. on building the brand. And he got me really, really dialed into like my explicit, my implicit value statement for whatever audience I'm trying to build. Okay. And the, the, if I were to land the plane the way I wanted to land the plane, it would have been... This is the guy who quits his job and um, uh, whatever, moves abroad or, or, or lives the way he wants to live, right? Like, as an expat, maybe even that, maybe that's the niche, like quit your job and live wherever you want to live or travel the world, right? Like that would have been the, so as I start to build content, I, I over-index on specific, specificity in the Dominican Republic. He actually tells me about two days before my, my, my following starts to pop. You're a little too niche if your goal is to be more the expat guy. Two days later, boom, it blows up, and it's mostly people that are interested in the Dominican Republic. So his advice was, the universe delivered you this audience, serve it, right? First off, do you agree with that? I think with the, the whole expat thing, you're trying to put your ass on two horses. No, no, like, I'm, I'm off of it now. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, yeah. I think you go hardcore Dominican yeah. and build up around that, because that's- That that's was a, like a happy you. mistake. And then the other side is just how to quit your job and, and, and start your own business yeah. without being an expat. Because, dude, if somebody came to you, and I've, I've met them, I've met people who you helped, who have zero interest in being an expat. That's true. And that's traveling, true. Yeah. and setting up in wherever, yeah. and being nomadic. 
And you love helping them. I do. Like that's not the core, the traveling is not the core part of you. This is me trying to Frankenstein it all together. Yeah, like, so, so it's like your ass on two horses. One. Like don't, <laughs> don't, don't try to mix them. They're two separate brands. Yeah. And that's your brand for life. And the, and the real estate one is the one that will help generate the income to pay for the brand for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It is, it, like I said, a happy mistake because I, I actually really enjoy, I mean, I'm, th I'm there. So studying what's happening, you know, I, I want to do some man on the street stuff because a lot of people recognize me now. So if I, they recognize me, I pull out the lab mic and, well, what do you do here? How do you make money here? Like, how are you living here as an expat, yeah. right? Like, to deliver that value. I really enjoy the, the DMs. I, I enjoy the interaction. So it's... So, like, that, that man on the street is good content. That's a happy accident. Again, if you happen to be seeing somebody at the grocery store or whatever... Um, if you want to set up intentional podcasts, then yeah. it's the people that you partnered with, or it could be some of your clients that you've worked with. Like here's Evan, he just, he just bought with us moving to the Dominican, uh, and whatever, you want to tell my story as to why I'm moving, why, not a sales pitch as to like, and you got to work with Jamie, although I'm probably going to say that because I love you. No, right? no, I get it. Yeah. Right. But me telling my story makes, makes the viewer who's thinking about becoming an expat be like, huh, okay. Evan did it, he has this kind of business, okay, maybe I can do it too. Mm. Or if I'm just doing it as an investor to buy Airbnb properties and now you set me up full service management company, now I have five apartment buildings and you're Airbnb being the whole thing for me and just taking a cut, it's like, man, I, when I started with Jamie, I was here and now I'm here and I'm just a lawyer in Toronto or whatever. More of those examples that you share, like that's a good long form show to yeah. have as opposed to just interviewing a local DR business owner or something. Yeah, that's awesome. Now that's what I was going to do, so that's really good. Um, last question on this. I view part of the value proposition I have as being able to display and show what's happening. So I could picture myself doing longer form content, you know, whatever. Uh, here's the five items, All because I, I had this people on Instagram, like, can you get this, can you get this, can you get this at a grocery store down there that just don't know? So to go to like five different grocery stores, record it all, buy them all, and then show the receipts at the end and say, yeah, you can, and here's the cheapest place, that kind of stuff. Like showing life on the ground. Is that a good strategy, bad strategy, too much work? Is it getting me off task? You think about like this channel is designed to bring ideal clients to hire you and all your real estate services. So does the content align with that or not? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Like well, the, anything that is the cheapest is not you're going to be. It's not going to be ideal clients. You uh, don't want fair. the people who are looking for the cheapest of anything. The best option, the the place with the most, the, like that has all the high end stuff. Might yeah, be a so better I angle. don't know enough about the DR, but yeah. Puerto Rico. I have a bunch of friends who moved to Puerto Americans moved to Puerto Rico yeah. for tax reasons and all that. And there's the pros of it being on the beach and the tax benefits and all that, but the downside of the storms knock out the internet, you can't get access, there's no Whole Foods, there's no you know, easy access to the creature comforts that you're used to, so what would my hacks be? Like, is there a Whole Foods in the, in the DR? Essentially, yeah. It's, right. called, so, it's called Nassia now, but it's the same thing. Okay, but so like, like that's who we want to target. Yeah. People who are worried that there's no Whole Foods. I'm not looking for the cheapest, yeah. I'm looking for the Whole Foods. How do I get Whole Foods? I did a story once just walking into a grocery store and it was like, for, for people that aren't Dominican, like. That's what a girl, I think they I think everything's a bodega. Everything's just like a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hole in the wall, some guy behind a counter behind a you know bulletproof glass and there's a piece of lettuce and a you know whatever. But so so what do yeah. I get that's new? Yeah. 
like the beaches and the whatever, like the culture and the vibe, what do I get that's new? What are some fun things that you love to do? You love to get a massage every week and it costs you 20 bucks. So like, I don't know, whatever the thing. 60, but I do at like, Lana, yeah. What, whatever, whatever is new <laughs> that I can't get. Yeah. And then what, how do I replace what I'm used to All so right. I'm not taking a step back? So go high end. Hire it, because that's who we want. Yeah, yeah, like, no, this is good. This is good, because I, the downside of me being so engaged with the people that are following me right now, like, I, again, I, I, I take a lot of time answering DMs, commenting on every comment and yeah. all of that stuff, yeah. is I see, the, I see the negative comments, too. And the negative comments, if there's one, it's, you know, you're colonizing, outpricing it. People like you mm -hmm. are colonizing, outpricing the, the, the market for, you know, Oops. regular folks down there who make $500 a month. Um, you know, if I do a post about the fact that we have full-time house care, home care for everything, we don't do laundry, we don't do, we don't cook, we don't clean, everything is taken care of seven days a week, $800 a month. It's absolutely insane to me. It's amazing. I love that benefit. Yeah. But I see the detractors mm -hmm. in like, you know, oh, you slave labor. And it's like, and I know that's not true, but I tend to pull off the accelerator a little bit in it to avoid offending. But I have to ignore those voices and go to the high end because most people, 90% are like, this is great. This is awesome to know. Thank you. Yeah. So instead of making a post on like how to find the cheapest banana, yeah. right? You're saying like, how do I replace whole food? There's no whole foods on the island. So here's what you do instead. And it's basically the same stuff. Yeah. You're looking for your blank. So like, is there a Starbucks in Dominican? Yeah. There's just, uh, there's in the city and we just built one in, in Punta Cana. Just got the first one. There's two Starbucks here, yeah. guys. There's Starbucks and like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right? So like any of those things, so I'm, I, get, I can get what I'm used to. How fast is the internet? Regular speed, 240 upload. Do a speed test. Here's yeah. my internet. Yeah. People say that the island internet sucks. Look at mine. Here it is. Yeah. Like, oh, the internet's that good? It's yeah. private electric, so there's no power outages, all that stuff. Right. That's all great. Like, these are all the concerns. So I want the, I want the upside of the location and the cost of living and all this stuff, but I don't want all the downside. Mm. How's the healthcare? What if I need to get a surgery? I've done stuff on that. Like that that's kind been, of stuff is the good. things people care about. No, you're right. Like the stuff that really gets people interested, like my son had dengue fever. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a mosquito-borne uh, virus. And uh, we had to hospitalize him. Two nights, the hospital room was incredible. It was beautiful hospitals, private, um, meaning it's a private hospital. And if you could afford uh, insurance and all that, then you get the best health care. But at the end of it, we paid 44 bucks for two nights of hospitalization. Great. Right? You can sell insurance too. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. My insurance... I tagged them because people were like, what insurance do they have? What insurance do they have? What insurance do they have? I tagged them probably 80 times and they never, they never replied. But I was thinking like, oh, this might be a way that I can, <laughs> well, I can help, I could monetize the relationship, get a sponsored post or something, but I got to think no, bigger than that. No, forget the sponsored post. Yeah, yeah I got to think bigger than that. They, they pay for results. Like yeah. you're going to pump all of these deals and that that company sucks. Like, but like don't tag them and hope that they see it and then respond. Go knock on their door and yeah, say, yeah. I'm Jamie Gruber. Look, you see all these people ask me about insurance? Can we strike up a deal? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're great at that. Yeah. That's no. just old school sales and talking to people. Yeah. Or you talk to your current, you do a real estate deal or a, a legal deal. Like, they all have contacts, too. Hey, I'm trying to do something in, real, in insurance, too. Who do you deal with? Because yeah. if they're going to move here, they're, they're going to... The agent, the whomever, that's right? A great, that's a great post. It's like, hey, if, you, if something happens... Uh, the DR healthcare is actually state of the art. Like, mm -hmm. look, this is a hospital. We're not in shacks or anything here. Yep. Like, people think Canada is like, oh, where are the igloos and like the snow and everything. Guys, we're like, I saw three igloos outside. Yeah, yeah right. It's like there's there's <laughs> L.A. and New York and then Toronto. We're yeah. bigger than every other city you've got in oh, the U.S. Chicago. We're bigger than Chicago. Are you? Yeah. Media market wise, you're number four. I looked it up. Media market. 
What is that? Like just the medium, I don't know, like the, the New York is the largest media market, LA, Chicago, oh, okay. and Toronto. So, Great, but population-wise, like we're yeah, bigger yeah. than Chicago. Big deal. We're bigger than Dallas. We're bigger yeah. than Houston. We're bigger than Philly, right? Yeah. But it's just it's a perception, and so people come here. And it's like, oh, where's the snow? I'm like, wow, there's so many people. It's like skyscrapers. Are you kidding me? Right. But that's fine, and it's probably even worse thinking about the DR. It is. It is. Yeah. Right? Third world. That's what they think. Third world. So then you go and you show off the state-of-the-art hospital, and that if you get the right insurance, it only costs you forty-four bucks a night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here's the insurance guy. Go talk to him. We have a team. I'll help you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I didn't think in those terms. Okay. Can I get a car? Is there a car dealership? Like, what am I, if I'm coming in and I want a rental, like, am I getting some crappy car? Yeah. How do, how do I deal with my cars? Do I have to, like, boat them over? <laughs> I did a bit on that. I did a, right? a thing on that. But, yeah, no, it's a great question. How much is a private chef? Yeah. All of the services you get for 800 a month, what does it include? If I wanted somebody to, to, if I wanted a private chef, what would that cost me? Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like, how do I, what are the upsides? All the things that I can gain that I'm thinking about, but then also like the full service maintenance I wasn't thinking about. I'm thinking beaches, I'm thinking weather, not, oh, you get 800 bucks for the whole house to be maintained by a team, right? That's, I wasn't thinking about it, now I am, because you're telling me. Mm-hmm. And then how do I replace the things that I feel I'm gonna miss? How's the school? Yeah. How's the education system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that question. Is it on par? Yeah. What's the best school? Are the schools private? Yeah, my kids are in private school. It's amazing. They, right. they go to they yoga. They go to the beach every week with them. They Strike have, a deal uh, with the school. CrossFit on Thursdays. How much, is, how much is the private school? Uh, 15 grand a year. Great. Yeah. Take a cut. Yeah. I want to bring students in for you. Yep. I want 25%. It's a great idea. Because there are people, a lot, a lot of people are asking about that. Like, oh, is other school, are the schools up to snuff? Yeah, well, some of the schools aren't. Like, and you just be honest with you. Like, here, some of these schools aren't. Just like in the U.S., some schools are great and some schools are crap. I always go with that. People are like, what about crime? I'm like, you can find crime in Chicago. Yeah. Depends on the neighborhood. Yep. Any of those things, like this, if the school is 15K a year, go and ask for a cut. Like, I'll do all the marketing for you. I'm going to send people in. If somebody signs up, I want 25%. Mm. See what they say. Okay. But that's the content to make more than where to find the cheapest banana or <laughs> can of tuna or whatever. I didn't make it. It wasn't like that. Like, the cheapest Nutella. People like Nutella down there, so that's one of them. <laughs> but bananas, yeah. Bananas well, are but, cheap anyway. Well, but knowing that you can get Nutella is great. Like, yeah. can I get Nutella there? That's what I mean. That's, when you said that, that's what triggered for me. Right. It's like the, the types of products you can get and where you can get them, right? Like, right. it's not a matter of, like, because you're right. It, it, like, gas prices. If you're above a certain socioeconomic status, whether gas prices are 4 or $5 a gallon, it's like, so I spend 60 or $70 when I go to the pump? Yeah. Like, that's you don't want to be the guy finding the cheapest gas price. Right, right, content. right, right, right. If you go to this guy and he's... 18 miles out, but you're going to get a cent off. It's like, that's not who you want to be attracting. Okay. Now, this, makes, this all makes sense. I appreciate that. Tax structure. If I'm going to come and start a business or if I'm going to do my Airbnb business, do I need to set up a corporation in the DR? Is it more tax advantageous to do it like that or not? Do I have my place in Canada? Is my company? Like, I don't know. Like, all these questions that most people may not ask or worry about, but your ideal people would be. Yeah. That's and you can sprinkle in your fun and man on the street and all no, the no, other no. stuff yeah. as well. But like, yeah. when you're being strategic about the content, we want to be attracting the right people because the high end. Yeah. we want to turn, you know, if you're having 100,000 people watch the videos, we want to be turned that into 5,000 DMs that are coming in. And you're hiring somebody to like funnel to the right places. Plus free stuff, you know? Like all the stuff that you can't make a uh, margin on, you just funnel them somewhere. For, somebody says, how do I find a job or whatever? Like, Jobs, make a video on that. Like, jobs are not, 
easy to get and they don't they don't pay very much. Your best bet is to have a a job remote from the US, get paid in US dollars and just live there. Mm -hmm. If you want to find remote jobs, here are some ideas for you. Okay. And you just send people to those links and resources. But you don't want to then make 20 videos about how to find a job in the Dominican because mm -hmm. somebody is trying to find a job, they're not going to be your ideal client. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Man, that makes sense. I've got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> but I get the point that, you know, the, the DR stuff, like that's the, that's the immediate, there's like, I already have that attention. I already have that trust. I'm very, very passionate and, and authentic about wanting that, maintaining that, right? So um, to find the developers, because a, a lot of people are asking right now, like, do you know about this project, this developer? It's like, I don't. Here's a developer I trust. Here's one that I've seen do the work. I've seen. The, let me get you in touch with them. Or, or, or the partner with the developer and say, I'll, I'll, I'll. That's what I mean. I'll, I'll sell you. Yeah. Well, but like, have you heard about the developer? Reach out to the developer. Yeah. Now you now you've heard about them, right? Yeah. Is, is it a good project? Oh 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 yeah, true. That's Instead good of diverting them to another project, maybe you make a deal with this guy. Yeah. Or maybe there's warning signs like, no no no, don't trust the developer trust because anymore. like right. he's building on quicksand. The whole thing's gonna fall apart. Yeah. And if your real estate team is kind of helping you dissect the price, it shouldn't be you. No, 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 right. I need the right people saying no, yes, no, right. right, all that. The Jamie Gruber team. Yeah. Okay. There's a building close to here that I almost moved into. It looks sleek. It's like emerald green. It's super, it's like awesome. It was coming up. All the interiors, all the specs were beautiful. And my real estate agent's like, that this is like to do it on the cheap. This is a piece of crap building. I would never buy anything here. I go, okay. No, I'm not buying anything because right. Mark told me not to buy there. Yeah. Even though it looks sick. Sure. Right? Because I trust Mark. What do I know about high rises and real estate? I don't want to spend the time to research and learn all that stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Especially if it's in a different country. Yeah. No, no, no I get it. I get it completely. There's a lot of different things. My brain, or my brain is going to a lot of different areas right now. So yeah. I You've get done that. the hardest thing, which is build an audience. Build the audience. That's what all of these guys are trying to do. Yeah. The real estate and the mortgage. That's and the, the connection I've never made. Been. I've always done a nice job of building an audience, varying degrees, obviously. But I've always been able to do that. When I got into multifamily uh, investing in Michigan, I built this meetup. That meetup scaled quickly. We had thousands of people in the Facebook group, highly engaged because I love doing that. I love building community, right? Mm -hmm. And then I got some deals from it. Close on a 16 unit, close on a 22 unit, all from members of that group bringing the deals, right? So I didn't make anything off of the community, if you will, but... All of a sudden, we had 21 chapters of this group with 16, 17,000 members in these combined groups. You know, I had uh, a voice in that specific niche in multifamily, but I've never been able to take that and, and tr well, I shouldn't say never been able. I haven't been able to take the low-hanging fruit connection of, well, if you got this audience and they need this, give them that. Instead, I partnered with like GoBundance and built a community with them, and it grows and scales, and my attention, the attention I'm able to gain does help help uh, build that, um, but it's theirs at the end of the day, 60% of it anyway, right? Like mm -hmm. I own 40% of it. So, so to take, like you said, yeah, you built this attention here, there's a connection I've, I don't, I'm never comfortable making on monetizing that, you know? Yeah, so, but it's like you're, you're providing services that they want. That's like desperately. That's like not monetizing. Well, your clients, are paying nothing. Like yeah. You're not saying, hey, I'll make an introduction if that's you pay point. me $5,000. That's, that's not right? monetizing. Not in the way that I'm thinking about right. monetizing. Not in the mental block of monetizing. And the people who are in the DR who have these businesses need more clients. Yeah. You're filling a need for them. So it's a B2B play, not a B2C, right? Just like you only need five people or whoever that you're partnering up with here 
to say, hey, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm, I'm going to bring in people. I want 25% of the revenue that it generates. Do you want to do this or not? Yeah. It's a pretty easy. I like it, man. Pretty easy yes. That's good. And then the clients pay you nothing. It's like how all the insurance, like you're not paying no, the insurance right. brokers anything. They take it yeah. from the insurance companies. It's the best, most effective way to take this attention and divert it. People have a need. They desperately need it. Those that serve those people pay me, not the people that I'm serving. Yeah. You fell yeah. into this opportunity. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That happens to also be something that you're good at, yeah. building relationships and being able to convert that. You understand business. You know, you're not just, oh, I don't know, I'm some influencer and I don't know how to do anything, right? Yeah. Like you have a, you know what these guys I have an care accurate, about. But there's a, a confidence or a, 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 a block, a limiting belief, whatever it might be, that's preventing me from, from yeah. So my, my strategy structure was, okay, I've got this attention. Now convert that attention over to a, a platform like a podcast where I can show reach to sponsors and then make money from the sponsor. So right. I'm, gonna, I'm going to commoditize the attention yeah, yeah, yeah. and divert it. But it's, that, so, it's clunky. No, that's way too small. It's a lot for of, the DR, that's too small. That's yeah. your long-term Jimmy no, no, Google right, right, right. But that's, yeah. that's my passion play. Yeah. But for this, yeah. I mean, I could, I could on autopilot add value, deliver, deliver to those that need it, the right people, the trusted people that, that um, pay me and I don't do anything. Yeah. So I could take that and lean into my passion where I really want to help more broadly than just moving to the DR. So, so did we uh, eliminate that limiting block there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. we did. Okay, we good. did. Honestly. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. Let me ask you, since I have you, mm -hmm. what are you working on next? What's your big next big thing? You've got this 4 million person YouTube account. You've got your reach. You've got your audience. You have done what you're telling me to do in that you've you know, created uh, connections with people like Bo within your brand that you can help serve others. So like, what's next for an Evan? When you're at your level, what are you thinking about next? I'm passionate about, about trying to get legendary content out to the world. So we were talking about this downstairs yeah. at the coffee shop, but we're partnering with people who know the people who own legendary content. So we just partnered with the guy who did the last interview with Jim Rohn, last video ever done with him. And so we partnered with him. We put it up on a YouTube channel. We do a revenue split with him for the content. Um, we're partnering with Diana Nightingale, who's Earl Nightingale's wife. Partnering with a bunch of people who basically have access to legendary content usually people who have passed, who don't have a YouTube channel, and the family don't know what to do. They're not marketers. They don't know what to do with the content. They maintain the IP rights over it, and we take it and make it great for YouTube, whether it's video or audio that we turn into a video, and split the revenue with them. So yeah, I'm just I'm excited. I've wanted to ask you this. I get this question a lot about quitting the job. The question is often uh, a question statement. I don't know what I would do outside of this job. I make two, three, four hundred grand. Like, I, I have no idea what I, what I could even do. And these are usually 40-ish year old people, 35 to 45, let's say, some older, some younger. And my question is always, what do you love doing? Mm -hmm. I always ask that question. And then they sit there and think about it. And I always say to them at that moment, it, it's like 99 out of 100 times, I'll say, you're asking yourself a different question than I just asked you. And they'll say, what do you mean? I said, I asked you, what do you love doing? And I think what you're asking yourself likely right now is what do I love doing that I could see a path to monetization? And that's not what I asked. What do you love doing, mm -hmm. right? Because I think in that answer, there's the potential for a business, but people, people struggle to, to see that. I think you're an example. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. You love consuming content. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've taken consuming content as Gary Vee says it about you, right? Like you DJ that content out in a different way taking on these legacy clients, this legacy content that you're able to then DJ out to the world or mm -hmm. whatever. 
So help me further that message a bit. Because like you said with me, like, hey, you enjoy talking about, you know, uh, whatever about DR, about, about Dominican Republic or, or uh, quitting the job, which has made me money doing it, just talking mm -hmm. about quitting my job. And it wasn't why I quit my, I didn't quit my job to then say, I, I'm gonna quit my job so I can show you how to do it. It just became something that became in demand and I was able to monetize it to the extent that I have been able to. Tell me where my advice is wrong, right? How would you approach that? Because I feel like you're the, you're the, the shining star of a simple answer like, I like watching YouTube, like, how's that gonna make me money? Well, you like watching YouTube or you like watching content, and then you recreate that content in a way that's effective for others. Is that the right question? Is that the right, what I just said to somebody, from your perspective, what, what do you love doing? You're asking yourself the wrong question. Don't worry about monetization, just what do you love doing? Is that the right core question, do you think, to start somebody down the path of figuring their way out of a situation that they wanna be in? Well, you know, I don't know that you, I don't know there's one right question, right? So it's like, yeah. The fact that they're starting down the path is already a win because the path is messy and windy. Maybe better said, like, how would you, how would you approach that person? For me, it depends if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one or if I'm doing a group setting. Because in a group setting, you need a lot more structure. Yeah. With one-on-one, -on -one, when I came and did the speech at GoBundance, it's like, I think I talked for a little bit, but I wanted to be Q&A. And then I just help people. One at a time, help people. And, and hopefully amazing. the others learn through the helping. It was like, oh, how did you know to They talk say about that? it to this day, so yes. Well, great. Well, it was, it was a great group. Yeah. Uh, but it's like customized advice for the person. So when I'm talking to somebody, there's no template because what I'm trying to do when I'm at my best, I'm talking to them and disarming them and just asking questions, but in a, in a curious, non-judgmental non way, where as soon as you ask a question like that, they're, they're, and it's great that you call it out like you're, you're answering it wrong mm. because there's pressure. I want people to be pressureless because that's when they truly come flow. out. Yeah. So I never asked you, Jamie, what do you really love doing? I know that you love helping people get started. Mm. Like that's what you do. Yeah. And I know that it's not helping them get started to, so they can go live abroad. How do I know that? Well, because I've hung out with you. <laughs> I don't remember any specific question no, that like no. I asked you to make that happen. So when you're dealing one-on-one -on -one settings, I would rather, I'd rather just talk about whatever they want to talk about because there's patterns that will keep coming up. Whenever I'm coaching somebody, I'm asking, 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 and seemingly like, where's this even going? And then I switch to coaching because once I got the answer, okay, now we're going to move. Mm. But it's almost never from a direct question like that where I'm trying to force a path. Mm. You're trying to force a path where you can find out that question from, the answer to that question from a lot of different ways of just getting them to talk about, like, so what were you doing this weekend? And yeah. you're looking for moments where they're coming alive and you're just being curious about them because in that curiosity, something will great pop point. up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was researching uh, how to do Airbnb. Like, oh, that's cool. How come? Not even giving them guidance yet because as soon as you flip the coaching mode, walls come up, even if they, even if they bought in. No, that's true. That's they get true. defensive. Yeah. And so, now it's hard, now you have to then tear down the walls to get the information you need to, to do the coaching. So I'd rather start off completely disarmed and I'm asking questions until I find, I'm just genuinely curious. So it doesn't always follow the same path. I'm curious about this person and I'm trying to find the right way in before I go to coaching mode. Because once I get the coaching mode, walls come up, but I have my answer. So now we're gonna, we're gonna make some progress. So that I would do in a group setting. Mm -hmm. If I took your group at GoBundance, and it's like, okay, here's how you find your passion. Okay, well, 
that kind of question because it because I can't go one at a time. Right. For all of you, right? So if you're doing a group, you're doing a book, you're doing a speech, you're doing a video, you're doing something that's group where there's no direct one-on-one -on -one feedback, then you have to be a little templated and, and formulaic, and you'll still help people. But if you're if you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, I think the best one-on-one -on -one coach is what are you essentially doing? Your my goal isn't to help you uh, do what I would do. I think like some mentors tell you, well, here's what I would do in your shoes. Here's what I would do. But you don't want to do what, you know, what I would do. You've got to do what you should do. Mm -hmm. So a great mentor, in my perspective, tells you what you should do, but knowing what I know. I know more than you about some things. Mm -hmm. So it's me telling you what you should do, knowing you, but knowing the information that I know. Right. So I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to start a real estate business in Dominican Republic and make all these deals. Like, that's... Not, someone tells me to do that, like, you're an idiot. That, yeah. not, it's not going to work for me. But it's like perfect for you. So it's what you should do in knowing what I know. And so if you're going to help people through this process of quitting their job and starting their own business, um, I think you can be much more calculated with, uh, like you're, you're using the same knife for everything. And it's a good knife. It's a great question. But you already have to disarm them and say you're, at, you're answering it wrong. Mm. Where you should even know, you should know the answer to that question before even diving into it, anything because you've, you've had conversation That's with them. That's a great them. answer. It's something I talk about with others. It's like you can see it, you can see it when somebody else points it out in you, but it's always like just be in service. Just be in service to them. And that's essentially what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm setting up an aha. And I'm right, meaning like I'm right as far as like what's going to happen next, like I can call it. Cool. But it does. It makes you feel like this guy's just like, you know, back off, right? Like, whereas, whereas what you're doing is being in service, yeah. listening, truly curious. And even if they ask for it, the walls still come up because now they don't want to be, it's not that you're attacking them, but it's just a natural it's a, resistance. It's a feeling, right, that you have. So if you say, what do you want to do? And now I'm stressing out. Like, what do I want to do? Oh, my God. Now I'm stressed out already. You're not going to make the best, you're not going to get the best answers from being stressed out. Yeah. And then now you're telling me you're thinking about it wrong. Oh my God, now I'm thinking about it wrong. Jesus Christ, now I'm really stressed out. <laughs> and I'm worried about like, what is my answer? I don't have an answer. I don't want him to think like I'm an idiot, that yeah, I don't right, have an answer. Right, yeah. Even if I know you and I love you and all this rapport has been built up, you're putting me in a state of stress. And I don't think you get the best results from that. You'll still get results. So I guess there's no one way. And I think that works. I agree with you though. But I think if, you're, if you have the opportunity to work with people one-on-one, -on -one, you don't use the same technique on everybody yeah you just you're curious and you're great at that you know like you no I, I, some I people have, moments, have yeah. to follow a process they they're not good in the gray areas and so they need a script for telemarketing they need a process and they will follow the process and if you deviate they get flustered and freak out that's not you like you live in the crazy and the gray and the mm -hmm. where are we going next like you're you excel in that so just bring that to the conversations you're having. I like that. Before you ever get the coaching. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs>